Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com. I wanted to let you know that the episode you're about to listen to is from our archives and a podcast that I did called the Internet Marketing Podcast back in 2013. You'll notice that we reference the domain Mike'sPodcast.com, which I no longer own, but I still wanted to make sure that you had access to some of the great content and interviews from this session. So if you need anything in the future, please visit EpicMarketer.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast with your host, Mike Cowles. Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com. And today is session number 35 of my podcast. And so I thought in order to make this be a classic episode, what I would do is interview the original godfather from podcasting, Mr. Cliff Ravenscraft from PodcastAnswerMan.com. So in this call, Cliff and I both talk about all kinds of advantages for podcasting, the ways that it can help you with your business, as well as how to profit from it. So let's go ahead and jump right into the call now. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? I have never been better. It gets better every single second of the day. Awesome. So uh, I'm really excited to, to get the chance to sit down and talk with you. I know uh, this has been a long time coming for me. And uh, I was telling you before the before we actually started recording that you're a, a huge influence on me for getting started on my podcast. And uh, I know I've heard that on uh, a lot of different occasions from other people as well. So uh, I thought, who better to interview than the, uh, the godfather of podcasting himself? <laughs> Well, I'm. I'm it, it's an honor for me to to be a source of ins- inspiration for you to get up and running and to get your message out into the world. And it's one of the reasons why I ended up leaving my career in insurance is I just really felt a passion for helping people um, discover the joys of podcasting that I had discovered, the benefits of podcasting. And it's not just the monetization angle. And, and in fact, it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. It's about the fact that through podcasting, we really have the ability to change the world one person at a time. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me ask you a question, just kind of jumping back in time, since you were one of the first people to kind of see podcasting in the direction it was going. What kind of tipped it off to you that podcasting was going to be such an awesome platform? Well, for me... I don't know that I really saw, you know, that I thought about how big is this thing going to be in the future. For me, what I saw was what it offered to me immediately as soon as I unco- discovered podcasting. I always, I used to listen to talk radio, and I enjoyed talk radio for a while. At least I thought I did. Uh, the only thing is, is I really am I'm tired of politics, <laughs> and I could care less about sports. And to be honest with you, I'm not all that crazy about vitamins and infomercials. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I liked talk radio other than it was better than the ni- mind-numbing music and dreariness of other radio programming. But mm-hmm. I was in my car a lot, and so that's what I turned to is talk radio. When I, right. when I discovered podcasting, I learned that there, was con- there were conversations, there was content uh, about the things that I was most passionate about. That was huge. Number one, there's content out there about talking about things that aren't sports, aren't politics, and it's stuff that I am insanely passionate about. And the benefit, the fact that I could actually pause as soon as I get to a client's office or a client's house 
and and walk in and then once i leave maybe an hour later i can pick up right where i left off i can listen to this content whatever content i want i can listen to it whenever i want and i can listen to it wherever i want mm-hmm. it's like that was amazing and the and what really got me the earliest thing that got me was i was listening to a podcast devoted to the tv show lost and mm-hmm. I had this amazing theory that I wanted to tell the world about. I had just written a really big blog post about it. And so I called a podcast. They had a voicemail feedback hotline. And I um, heard my voice played on their show. And I remember how that made me feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like I had made it. It's like, oh, my gosh, my <laughs> voice just went out to thousands of people around the world. <laughs> and at, at, right after they played it, they talked about how awesome that was and they that they had checked out the blog and they says, gosh, you, Cliff, you really ought to think about doing your own podcast. Right. And that that that's when it occurred to me. And, and that's exactly what I did. That's awesome. I uh, I do different voice impressions like the Simpsons and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of times when I would do I do information products, a lot of times I would do webinars People would say kind of the same thing. You should have a radio show or whatever. And uh, I, one of the key things that I've done for creating products, like information products, is not just doing video, but also just exporting the MP3 for that same reason of people can listen to it while they're working out or driving or doing dishes or laundry or boring stuff. And, uh, and I personally, I love that, you know, so... As soon as I found out about the world of podcasting, man, I was I was hooked. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, how do you know, as far as people that are thinking about getting started with podcasting, how do you know if you've got uh, a winning topic? What do you look for? Well, it uh, depends on what you mean by winning. Um, so, so I imagine you say, I, I, can I just assume that what you mean is, how do you know if somebody's got a topic that's going to make them successful or have a successful podcast? Yeah, are they, are they going to get an audience that's going to continue to listen to their that topic? All right. And so what we have to do then is de- define what is success. And a lot of people, when they come from the traditional mindset of media and gaining an audience and stuff like that, they think tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And if you can actually transition your mind into thinking uh, what success is, is actually finding other people who share your passion where they come to know, like, and trust you to see you as an expert or an authority in a certain area to where, you know what, you're you're somebody that is a go-to person for whatever it is you're passionate about, and people look up to you. Now, that that for me, that's that's where some success comes in for me. And I believe that I could have success if I have a podcast with 200 people, and that's it. I mean, if, if I just have 200 people who subscribe to me, imagine this. If you think about the average pastor in America, do you th- how, do, how do you think that pastor would feel if he could actually pack an entire church with 200 people who were sitting on his every word every single week? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, It'd be phenomenal. Exactly. So that would be quite the success, right? So how can we think of 200 people subscribed to a podcast as anything less? So with that being said, to go to your other question, how do we know we pick a topic? We pick a topic that you're passionate about. That yep. That's the key. That's what makes this a success. Because I can tell you right now, there are podcasts that I will record, and I don't care if there are 10 people listening to me. The fact that I actually get to share what I'm talk, what I'm passionate about and put it out to the world, if it benefits 10 people, it benefits 10 people. 
most of the time, it just feels good to talk about it, to get it out and to, to share it. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is I can tell you, no matter what your topic is, the, you're going to get at least 200 people over a very relatively short period of time, uh, just because of how many people are actually out there searching for things. And, you know, so it just pretty much any topic, I'll tell you where you can pretty much guarantee failure. And that is where you basically just create a, uh, a top or you pull out a topic. Um, and the reason why you pull out the topic is because it's something that you know so much about. You've been doing that industry or that you've been doing a career focused on that industry for the last 25 or 30 years of your life. And, and you know everything there is to know about it. And, and, you, and you decide, well, that's obviously what I ought to be doing because I'm already an expert in this area. And what's amazing is how many people who are like that, they create a podcast and it fails miserably. Yep. And the reason why is because they hate their job. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, my favorite story was a guy named, uh, is, is a guy named Dan Matson who kind of fits that story, except for the fact that he did not create a podcast about small business coaching. He did not create a, bit, a podcast about personal finance coaching. Instead, he's, when I asked him, I said, hey, he says, what do you think about these two topics? And, and, he said, and he gave me his long list of why these are topics that he's an expert in. And I sat there, I said, hey, this sounds like a, these, both of these are great topics. As long as you can promise me one thing, you're passionate about them. You never told me anything about passion. And he says, you know what? Actually, Cliff, I hate my day job. I hate this. I would love to get away from it. And I said, do the world a favor and don't create a podcast about the stupid thing. Right, right, right. And so instead today, if you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com, guess what? He is now Wooden Boat Dan. He is known around the world as the premier wooden boat enthusiast authority online that's awesome and just for the record for people that are listening i'll be adding all the uh the links that we mentioned on this call on epicmarketer.com forward slash cliff so if you're driving down the road looking for a pen don't crash just go to epicmarketer.com forward slash cliff and you can watch the replay of this and get all these links so um you know it's so interesting that you brought this up as far as a passion factor because uh it was either yesterday or the day before I know it, uh, it got published yesterday but I did an interview with John uh, S Rhodes and we were talking about this exact topic and um he quoted a book called uh, Unique Abilities and basically the the tool or the process for finding out what you should be doing and focusing on and stuff like that was to put it in the four quadrants of I love this or not, and I'm great at doing this or not. And he said the, the, the area that kills people, like I think his words were, will drag your soul to the bottom of the ocean, like, you know, being chained to a rock is when you're really good at doing something, but you don't love doing it. Yeah. And and he said, that's like the guys that are going to work every day, driving a coffin to work, to work at like the stock market or something where they, they make millions, but they hate what they do. Yep. You know, and you're, I think you're hundred percent right. Is people just pick up on that energy right away. And they're like, you know what, why would I want to listen to this? If this guy doesn't want to talk about it, you know, (laughs) exactly. Do the world a favor. Don't do a podcast about that. Yeah. So, okay. So whatever your passion is, whether it's, you know, gardening or whatever, skiing, whatever, Essential oils. It could be about your your favorite office products. It could be your favorite favorite writing instruments. I mean, it, literally, a podcast can be anything you're passionate about. Yep. So once once somebody picks that topic and they go, "Yes, thank you, Cliff, for giving me permission 
to to talk about what I really love, you know, uh, now what do I do? Well, you mean technically? You just you actually well, find some I, way of recording a, uh, your audio? Sure. No, I don't. I don't want to get into to too much of that because I know okay. that we have a, a resource for that. And uh, the the site that you mentioned earlier was uh, learnhowtopodcast.com. I, I think that has all the content for the technical side. Yes. Um, what I mean is, as far as getting started, so so they've recorded, you know, two, three, four, five episodes. They're feeling good about it. Um, what do they do? now in order to like get exposure to their podcast or to leverage it or get the word out well the first first thing is to create the content um Mm -hmm. and and of course you'll obviously want to put that into the the places where people are going consistently to look for that kind of content this podcast content so you'll want to be in itunes the zoom marketplace you want to be in blackberry's podcast directory and also stitcher radio Uh, all of that's included at learnhowtopodcast.com but anyway, um, so you you want to be in those places. And by the way, just that alone is going to start getting you some new subscribers. The next thing that I would tell you to do, and, and by the way, always, always maintain a focus on consistency in creating quality content. That's the most important thing for starting out, especially for the first three to four months. Even if you don't have any subscribers, don't worry about that. That means nothing. Every single week, put out a new episode of quality ca- content for which you are passionate about, and don't miss a week. Just mm-hmm. keep it coming, no matter how many people are listening. Just keep it coming. Now, mm-hmm. what happens is once you have a good repertoire of content on your site, then you know when you go to start promoting it and people actually come to your site, they see, wow. This is quality content. I see that this guy is here consistently. This is somebody that I can depend on. If, the, if I was actually hit to subscribe his show, I'm actually going to be able to dependably uh, uh, expect that he's going to have something there for me each and every week. Uh, so that that's what you want to have is that content online. So make sure that you're committed to consistency and quality in your content. Then wh- how you build this thing, well... Uh, once you have a show that's worth sharing, then what you want to do is you want to start building relationships with anybody who happens to find your show. So if somebody leaves you a comment on your show notes or on your blog, you you don't want to just say, hey, thanks for the comment. No, you want to actually reply, reply with a question every single time. Now, I can't do this anymore because of how many people do follow me these days. But I almost missed the days when I desperately wanted to find somebody new who was listening to my show. So Mm. when I first started out, I would never allow somebody who gave me feedback or interacted with me as as it related to my brand. I would never allow them to have the first word. Every single response, I asked them for a question so that I could get more. I wanted to build a relationship with those people. And that's the thing. I, and, and by the way, these are the coolest people in the world to have a relationship with because guess what? They're passionate about the exact same <laughs> thing I'm passionate about. Yep. I, want, I used to work in insurance and I used to go to these insurance conferences and they would have these cocktail parties where everybody gets to mingle and network. That was the most boring, horrible event <laughs> of my life. You know why? Because I hate sports. I have zero interest in Super Bowls, football, basketball, March Madness. None of that means anything to me. 
And not only that, I don't even drink. Not that I'm morally opposed. It's just I just don't drink. And so right. every everybody's grouped in. All these guys are huddled in groups of three to five or six. They're all with their beers and they're all talking sports. Right. I, dude, this is horrible. That's like I've gone to hell. (laughs) That's what it was like for me. So now, how many times do you think I had the opportunity to sit there and talk about my love or my passion for Apple computers or the the latest technology gadget, like this new Palm PDA back in the day? You know, it's like, (laughs) wow, this thing. And not only that, but I, this with this hand spring, I can pull off this little module and put this thing and I can actually dial out via the modem. This is so cool. No, I didn't run into those kind of people in real life. (laughs) I thought I was the only one. But now, if I create a podcast called HelpIGotAMac.com and do 180 episodes, I have thousands of people out there who are now listening to it. And people, as they comment and say, hey, thank you so much for that, con- for, for the link to, or for the story that you did on that particular piece of software, it's going to change my life. And then all of a sudden, instead of saying, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed the show, thanks. No, it's like, Dude, tell me. So tell me, what business are you in and how do you plan on implementing this software? Boom. Now it's in their court. And now they almost feel obligated to respond back. And over time, two or three or four or five exchanges back forth via, via email, we're friends. Mm-hmm. And as you develop friends, these people become what will be the initial uh, following of your community. They'll be the initial tribe members. Uh, and once you have that, the word of mouth about what you do will go on because people who people are always out there looking to do life who sh- with people who share their passion, and all of a sudden, you know, they'll go back to their you know Mac user group, you know, fan club or whatever in their area. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just met this great guy named Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, he's got a podcast. You guys, we all you all need to go and subscribe to his podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's how the stuff starts happening. That's fantastic. You know, it, it always comes down to relationships. And I, I really like that you have that mindset and that you've got that example, you know what I mean? And, and how you did it, because there's so many people that are looking for, you know, whether it's paid traffic or whatever to, to build their podcast. And, you know, I, I forget who originally said it, but I know a lot of people like Dan Andrews have talked about it where, you know, all you really need to make a full-time comfortable living online is, a thousand fans yep. and uh you know man a, a thousand people that that know you like you and trust you uh you don't have to you know do a dog and pony show you just have to be yourself because you've got an audience or as michael hyatt would put a platform now that you can share your ideas and you know one of the things too i i really like about how you run your things is the transparency of it like with making money you don't say you know click whatever.com you say you know click my affiliate link here at whatever.com. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I say, hey, thank you for signing up for my Bluehost account. And by the way, I get a very generous commission when you do that. Mm-hmm. And and people and because of that, people actually are more likely to go through and click through your affiliate links. Yep. And I've personally clicked through some of your affiliate links to do that because I, I love and respect it, you know? Well, I appreciate yep. that. <laughs> I, I know you do. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit more about the, the element of making money from podcasts. Uh, obviously the, the main focus is the content that it's, that it's great that you're putting out something that you're building relationships. You know, what do people, um, that are, that are new to podcasting, 
what do they kind of expect as far as how to make money? Do they put an ad on their site? Do they recommend affiliate products like we're talking about? The well, combination. I personally like like working with most people where money's not even the main focus. It's it's about the fact that hey, I actually already make money doing a business or with this brand that I have. Mm-hmm. And and I'm really looking to just gain more exposure for who I am and what my message is because I really have a desire to change people's lives, to benefit people's lives. And I believe that by my putting my message out to the world and having a positive impact in their lives, they're going to look for ways to benefit me. And so with that being said, I like it when the podcast has absolutely no obligation to generate any income at all. And those are the most successful people I see in podcasting, especially when it comes to financially. Now, so that's my first answer to that question. Now, is there a way to make money from podcasting? Yes, and I and you can even do it directly if you want. You could actually put some advertising in your show. Uh, you could use a service called PodTrack, and uh, they will actually help you get some uh, stats on on how you know how many people are subscribed to your show, so that you can work out some media uh, advertising relationships with uh, advertisers. It, it, I hate that model. It's called CPM, a cost per milo or a cost per mm-hmm. thousand. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's ridiculous. It's not even worth your time to to even you know pull that money in. Uh, is that is that the model where like you say this episode sponsored by no? That kind of thing? That, actually, this this one, it, yeah, it can be that. It, but the the model of CPM is where basically you're. Let's just say you get paid twenty dollars for every thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. That that's the model. Now, mm-hmm. um, you could also do what's called sponsorships. Now, sponsorships are different than advertising in my mind. Uh, this is how I separate the two. A sponsor is somebody who is actually paying a monthly f- flat fee to sponsor your program, and they have, and it's more of a relationship. As an advertiser, they may or may not even care or know what you are or what your content is. Um, a sponsor is somebody who's poss- probably more engaged with you and knows your brand and say, hey, I, I really believe in what you're doing and your target audience is obviously who I want to reach. Can we mm-hmm. work out a thing? I want to just be a sponsor of your show. How much would that cost? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've I've done that. I actually had a sponsor for Family from the Heart for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. And, and for four and a half years, that was the only debt my wife and I had was our mortgage and that paid our mortgage for four and a half years. So that's not too bad for... And a forty-five minute, forty-five to sixty-minute show every week, where my wife and I just talk about what's going on in our lives. Nice, yeah. And so that was pretty cool, and it and it worked out well for them. Um, you know, they were selling somewhere between eight to eight to forty thousand dollars a month in uh, uh, gross sales at Mardell dot com uh, in Christian books. So it was working out for them. It was working out for us. It was a win, and it was working out for our community. Um, I will tell you that there was another direct way that I was making money from podcasting back in the day, and that is actually charging people for my content, which, by the way, um, I know how to do it. I did it. Uh, I will not teach anybody how to do it today, and I will not do it today. Mm. Um, I I believe that I needed to do what I did to get to where I am, Um, but knowing knowing what I know now, I would not have done it. Uh, so, uh, basically what we did is we actually had a partial premium model. So we had show, we created more shows when we went to partial premium, anything that was, anything that was already being created, we continued to give away for free. But like, for example, we had a lost podcast of our own and that had a very sizable audience and we were doing one show a week, every single week. Well, for the lost podcast, what we did is we increased it to two shows a week. 
And the show that was free every week before was still free. But the additional show was a part of our Plus membership. We created several other podcasts as well. And we always gave one episode a month for a minimum of one episode a month, sometimes two or three. But every single month, people in iTunes and the free feed would get content for free. And then what we did is we called Plus Membership, or we called this thing called Plus Membership. Here's the deal. You can get all of this content for free or for $10 per month, you can get every single episode of this podcast and every single episode of every other podcast we create. And at the time, I was creating 7 to 15 podcast episodes a week. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, that worked out. It was, it, it, you know, it, I, I think in 2010, it, it generated $28,000. So it wasn't nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it was, mm. it was decent. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, it, not bad for, you know, one or two days of week of work. And um, so, yeah, that's what I did. Now, the next thing that I did was I actually um, decided, you know, I, I believe that I could probably get some, you know, income coming in by teaching other people how to podcast. And that's when I learned the real power of podcasting. That's It's like, well, what skill, what product or service can I offer to my community who comes to know, like, and trust me? where I don't have to charge for the content. The content has no obligation to generate anything other than exposure and the opportunity for me to build relationship of trust and influence in the lives of those who listen. And and as I did that, I learned that people were willing to hire me. In fact, um, it used to be when I first started out in consulting, you know, I'd get referrals to people and they'd say, hey, I heard about you, so-and-so referred me to you. Uh, tell me why should I hire you? And mm-hmm. and I would actually try to convince people to hire me, and it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. However, after I got about fifteen episodes of podcast Answer Man online, all of a sudden I started to get these emails. Uh, people say, "Hey, I found you on Google as a as a result of a search, and um, I've listened to about three or four of your episodes within the last couple of days, and I need to hire you." Right, and and I heard that so many times that Mike, what happened was I used to actually have people refer people to me, and they would say, "Hey, I would like to have a thirty minute call with you to discuss whether or not you, you know, if you can convince me that you can help me." And here's what I actually responded: I said, "Unfortunately, I don't have time for a one on one phone conversation, but here's what I can tell you: I have forty five episodes, and by the way, I have I have two hundred ninety nine episodes of Podcast Answer Man today. But at the time, I would write: I have forty five episodes of my podcast at PodcastAnswerMan.com. My recommendation is that you listen to either one to two, one to three episodes of my ro- most recent episodes." If after listening them to them that you are not 100% convinced that you have to hire me, then you should not hire me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I, don't, I didn't put them in a follow-up or anything. And you know what? A majority of those people ended up saying, wow, when can I get on your schedule? Hmm. That's so, awesome. And, and by the way, today... Um, I give away all of my content for free. I have zero advertisers. I have zero sponsors. All I have are some affiliate links, some of my own products. I no longer even do one-on-one coaching and consulting. All I do is group training, and I have a, a, a membership organization called the Podcast Mastermind. Um, and last year I made, I think it was 174, no, 171,200. One hundred seventy-one thousand two hundred dollars. Nice. 
not too shabby for talking about what you love, right? Yeah, and 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 that's it. You know, I, I most people, it's it's so funny. Some people actually out there are saying, "Gosh, I can't believe Cliff." You know, he makes it sound all good, but gosh, the guy works around the clock. Uh, you know that that that's not the life I want. And then there are other people look at me and they say, "Gosh." <laughs> That's just not fair. That guy does nothing but play around all day. Right, and you know right. what? They're both right. I work and I play and and I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really the key is to do what you love and you know, you hear that over and over again is if if you want to be successful in life, just find out what you love and find a way to get paid to do it. Even if it's talking about fountain pens or wooden <laughs> boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um for for people, and I, I always come back to this, but people that are getting started, you know, people that are looking at this and saying, well, I've been thinking about doing this. Uh, what kind of budget do you think people should expect for getting started if they want to start their own podcast? Anywhere from zero to no more than three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And I and I mean that um, I I could actually st- I can tell you right now, I could create a quality podcast with a zero budget. Uh, you can you could go to learnhowtopodcast.com. Matter, well, first of all, I I taught myself how to podcast, uh, mm-hmm. but you could go to learnhowtopodcast.com. That do, that's not going to cost you anything. Um, there are free services out there you you could use, and you could actually with your iPhone get Griffin iTalk, the free version, and and record right into the little microphone on your iPhone. So you could literally start with no money. Um, with two to three hundred dollars, you could do pretty decent. And with, let's just say, 500 to to 1,000, you could create a great sounding show and you could have it professionally hosted on Bluehost, have Libsyn as your media host. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then for $3,000, you could have a totally smoking, awesome sounding show and uh, all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree 100%. So um, as far as the growth of podcasts, you know, getting the word out, building relationships, consistently putting them out. Uh, I think on average, most people do their podcasts once a week. What kind of numbers should people expect and what kind of numbers should people kind of shoot for as far as, you know, uh, visitors increasing or listeners increasing to their their podcast? You know, that that's different for every single person, every single niche. So I, I won't even throw that out. In fact, one of the things that I, I tell podcasters, my number one piece of advice is stop, stop checking your stats every day. Mm. Um, it, it, here's the deal. The, the one thing, this is one pet peeve I have. This is one thing, man, if you ask me this, I just want to tell you, <laughs> I, I'm just going, I'm, I'm not, it's the, one of the reasons why I'm not going to take your phone calls because I'm going to read your email. And if you write this, at least if you're not going to hear me curse when I hear it, uh, or when I read it, but here's an email that really drives me crazy. Hi Cliff. My name's so-and-so I've been, I created this podcast about four months ago and I've been putting out episode. It's been awesome. And the only thing is, is I just can't figure out what to do next because I only have, and then they insert the number of subscribers that they have. Right, right. And that is the stupidest thing you could ever think in your life. Yep. Because here's the thing. I, in, in, as soon as I calm down and I reply, <laughs> I'm just going to give, let's just say Joe started four months ago and he only has 150 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I write back and I say, hey, Joe, here's what you do. Take and of course he wants to hire me to teach him how to blow his audience numbers to the roof. He wants to have a hundred thousand subscribers by the end of right. the year. That, right. That's what everybody wants. 
So, so I've got 150. I only have 150 subscribers. I said, hey, that's great that you have 150 uh, subscribers. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to personally make it your goal to find the first name, last name, email address, and two personal facts about 75 of your subscribers, just half of them. Mm -hmm. All right? Do that and then call me. We'll work together one-on-one. Oh, and by the way, if you do it, you won't need to hire me. <laughs> That's it. So, so I, I, I really, I'm, I harp on the relationship. Let me tell you, I, I, <laughs> I, I won't tell you how many subscribers I have to Podcast Answer Man, but it would blow people's mind if they knew how many subscribers I had to Podcast Answer Man. I know, and I made. <laughs> I made $38,000 in the first seven days of this month. Mm-hmm. And I have less than, let's just say this, I have less than 10,000 subscribers to Podcast Answer Man. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I, uh, I've been doing Epic Marketer for uh, since late January. So really, I, and I started as a bit of a case study and... Uh, not that we need to throw out numbers, but uh, I just hit just a little bit over 2,500 uh, downloads, which for me, I, I was thrilled when I hit 1,000, you know, and that's downloads. So I don't know how many listeners that is. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it is, I have, uh, for instance, one of the tools that, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but I know you've seen it around is uh, SpeakPipe, yeah. which uh, like Michael Hyatt uses, which is a way for people to comment on, you know, uh, uh, with a voicemail on your podcast or your website or whatever and you can incorporate that into your actual podcast and it's kind of like when you said you heard your own voice on somebody you know somebody else's show you felt like you'd arrived uh people love that and i'd encourage anybody that you know if you have a podcast that you like listening to to comment on that and uh you know not just for the exposure factor but just for the relationship factor and just how much weight that carries, you know? Yeah. Hey, Mike, do you mind if I do one thing? Do you, can I actually share with your community just some of the reasons why I prefer podcasting over blogging and any other platform to getting our message out into the world? Of course, absolutely. I, I'd love to share a couple. Because one, first of all, um, I love the fact that people can hear my voice uh, in a podcast versus me putting my stuff out in a blog. I mean, l- listen to me. I mean, Mike, am I a passionate guy? Can you tell I, I'm excited? <laughs> Hundred percent. Okay, so if you were to take it, do you make a transcript of this? I do. All right, for you right now, you you know who you are. You're the person right there. You are not listening to my voice. You instead are reading this word for word right here. Yes, you. You're reading the transcript. You are missing out, my friend. You have (laughs) no idea how much passion I have. You're missing out because you're just reading my words. Right. But those of you who are listening to my voice, you know how passionate I am. <laughs> this, my friends, is the power of the voice. So I like that. Number one, I get less run-ins with the grammar police. Do you know who the grammar police are? <laughs> People that said you had typos on this or you misspelled yes, that. Yes, the special apostrophe unit. They'll get you every single time. I don't deal with those people with my podcast. Here's the other thing. Commuters. You know, these people drive to, fr- to and from work or commute mm-hmm. to and from work. First of all, commuters in the United States, I only have numbers for the United States, 128.3 million commuters in the U.S. 97 million people in the United States 
drive to work alone. 97 million. To and from work, the average commute time is 26.2 minutes. Hmm. 45 and a half million people have gym memberships where they're walking on treadmills or jogging uh, or running or they're on the ellipticals. I don't even know how many people have dogs that they need to walk. Uh, I don't know how many husbands actually end up doing dishes. Uh, But there's all these different things people could be doing while they're listening to your audio. But guess what? They're not going to be reading your blog while they do all those things. They're not going to be watching your video, but they can be listening to your audio podcast. And get this. More than 80% of the world's population has a mobile phone. I didn't even know that many people in the world had food. But they have, <laughs> but by golly, more than 80% has, of the population of the world has a mobile phone. And experts estimate that there are now more than 1 billion, with a B, smartphones that are being used today. Yeah. So you tell me podcasting that is that that is what i will tell you that's why i prefer podcasting oh and awesome. w- one more one more i'll give you one more all right so <laughs> so you're 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 out there you're blogging you're 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 just knocking it out of the park with your blog number one i'm not reading it uh cuz i hate to read so you're great you're 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 really reaching those people out there who are reading your blog although they can't hear that passion in your voice <laughs> but anyway, how do you? By the way, how do you? How's your transcriptionist going to actually write that? <sighs> <laughs> Maybe sigh, <laughs> sigh. Oh my gosh, or scoff or something. Scoff. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, I love it. I'm, I'm really putting your transcriptionist to work in this one. You're gonna, you're gonna have to pay double or something. Anyway, um, but here's the thing. Hun, or there, there, I'm sorry. There are millions of blogs in the world. And I'm not exaggerating. There are millions of blogs. Did you know there's only about 200,000 podcasts mm. in existence? I did not know that. And, and some people said only 200,000. It's like, yeah, hello. And oh, and by the way, 80% of them suck. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. They do. You just browse around. They, they're horrid. Or, the, or there's only like one episode or two episodes. Exactly. And so here's the deal. You you can create a blog and you're the needle in the haystack, but yep. man, you create a quality audio podcast and you rise to the top. Yep. So, okay. Awesome. So I I'm, I'm sorry. I just needed to share that. <laughs> nah, I love it, and and I I think that's a a, a good kind of note to end on because the people that are listening to this either they're in or they're not, but it's a hundred percent true. You know, anyone listening to this that. If you want to have your voice out there, if you want to have your message out there, if you want to be able to, you know, really change the world one person at a time, you need to do a podcast. And the time right now, the the level of entry is fantastic right now. It couldn't be better. The technology is at the point where a WordPress blog is free. Hosting is dirt cheap. You know, whether you're using uh, Lipsum, like Cliff mentioned, or Blueberry, you know, those those started, I think, around 10 bucks a month. I think mine is 20 bucks a month, you know, uh, dirt, dirt cheap. And again, the tools you can get out there. If you go to learn how to podcast dot com, you'll be able to find a way to get started at a zero dollar budget and just focus on quality content and get out there, change the world, do it to it. So uh, so Cliff, thanks so much for taking the time to, to come on and just share your passion and your experience uh, anybody that's interested in learning more about Cliff, 
Again, the notes will be at epicmarketer.com forward slash cliff, including the links that he mentioned. But uh, main site is learnhowtopodcast.com as well as podcastanswerman.com. That's it. Awesome. Thanks again, Cliff, and uh, have an awesome day. Thanks, Mike. You too. All right. Thanks for listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast. Please tell a friend to check out epicmarketer.com.